Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Sean, you're on. Hello? Sean? And we hear each other. Now I'm getting. Now you're on. All right. So now I'm on. Welcome to the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. All right. I'll be on in five minutes. Seth Damon. (laughs) Seth will be back in five to ten minutes as he is going to the car. He is hosting the show today from the car, as I am in the car as well. And uh, he will be back in five to ten minutes today. There are things that Seth would probably not care about, so we'll talk about that first. The Major League Baseball draft will take place tonight. I know generally you guys don't care about it either, and neither do I, because most of the prospects in the Major League Baseball draft do not pan out. Now, the Mets do have the 14th pick in the draft, and the Yankees have, I believe, the 30th, being one of the best teams in the Major League Baseball last year. The difference is with the Major League Baseball draft, it's twofold. Number one, you have a bunch of high school seniors, which is really hard to get a hold of. Think about how many baseball teams there are out there. It's not like it's not like college basketball. And then you have all these college baseball teams as well. And most college baseball teams are just finishing up their schedules. So there is some draft mix out there. But let's also recall and understand that these baseball players who are drafted tonight, and congratulations to the many that get drafted in the first round tonight. I believe round one is today, round two through five is tomorrow, and then round three, uh, sorry, round six through 35 is is on Wednesday. You likely won't see these guys for two to three years. It's not like the NFL where you see them the next year. It's not like basketball, the NBA, where you'll see them next year, but they may be playing bench roles, and then in two years they'll be starters. Sometimes these guys take three, four, five, six years to come and play in Major League Baseball. So while it's interesting to see who the next generation of baseball players will be in the mode of who the Mets pick tonight, who the Yankees pick tonight, it is very uncommon. In fact, I can believe I, I can only think of 
two guys, two guys, three guys that went from college or high school straight into the majors. And I know Pete and Cavillo was one, and I believe the other one was David Clyde, uh, 1972. But baseball draft is such an interesting and nuanced draft that I'll tell you right now, if I had to pick, if we had to make selections, I bet I would get maybe three right because I would just go with whatever Keith Law of the SBN says since he is the expert, and I have seen none of these guys play. But from what I understand, the catcher that's supposed to be picked number one by the Orioles, and I'll get that name in a second. Hold on. Is supposed to be the best catcher catching prospect in a very long time. Adley Rutschman, and he is, according to Keith Law, the consensus number one prospect in the, in the class. So from the Orioles, who the last time they selected a catcher with a first-round pick was Matt Weeders, turned out okay. Adley Rutschman is supposed to be the number one prospect not only this year, but the number one catching prospect not in the major league. So that includes the whole minors. And Jim Duquette said that this morning on the athletic. And then you have prospect number two. And this is where I love to look at the draft. And you'll see this in any sport is when you start seeing players that are sons of players that you grew up with. So the number two pick or the number two consensus prospect is Bobby Witt Jr., who's a shortstop uh, from Colleyville, Texas Heritage High School and in Texas. And the number two selection is owned by the Kansas City Royals. But more impressively, it's Bobby Witt Jr. For those that do not recall Bobby Witt Sr., he pitched a no-hitter with the Texas Rangers. He won about 140 games. He's a good pitcher. He wasn't a Hall of Famer. He wasn't an all-star. He was, he was a legit pitcher. And here's his offspring coming in again as the number two prospect. So according to Keith Law, the Mets are looking at a guy named Zach Thompson, a left-handed pitcher out of Kentucky. Because, I mean, really, what do the Mets need is more pitching. Um, they haven't developed a hitter since David Wright. Uh, I guess Michael Conforto. He turned out okay. Anytime the Mets have picked a legit crackerjack hitter like Conforto and Jake Wright, Jose Reyes in the first round, they seem to do well. But most of the time they are definitely on college players and college players that are pitchers. They have – Keith Law has predicted to the Yankees, 30th overall, Ryan Jensen, a right-handed pitcher out of Fresno State. And I say again, these players you may never see. I, I won't say that they flame out, but in, in the majority of these guys, the majority of players that get drafted, I mean, there are 30 rounds of the Major League Baseball draft. It's obvious that the majority of these players do not play in the Major Leagues. And so you watch and you enjoy the Major League Baseball draft on ESPN tonight. I believe it's on ESPN. It may be on MLB. 
And I'll enjoy seeing who the Mets pick because I'll be like, okay, another prospect. We like prospects because they're young players and <laughs> they are kids, 18 to 22 years old. I am officially more than twice their age, most of these guys coming out, that we can watch in the next couple of years and see if they come up the ladder and whether they'll be pitching at City Field or Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park or Wrigley Field or whatnot. But overall, the majority of these guys, this will be their moment. They probably won't be all-stars. The majority of them definitely won't be all-stars. And the majority of them won't even play in the major leagues. Now, I found it interesting that Seth said on our, on our uh, advertisement for today's show that we'd be talking a lot about soccer. So I did some research in what is going on in soccer. And besides the fact that Neymar is being accused of rape, I have no idea what's going on in soccer. So let's read the headlines here. So we have ProSoccer.talk. So ProSoccerTalk.com. AP source. Oh, nope. I'm too far ahead. The first thing is the under-20 World Cup roundup is Ukraine, Ecuador, Senegal advance to the quarterfinals. Uh, Okay. That doesn't seem too earth-shattering. The Women's World Cup preview groups D, E, and F. Again, not all that shattering. Barcelona shirt replaces stripes with checkerboard pattern. Uh, The transfer rumor roundup is that Madison is going to Manchester for a same price called Insane. Look at that. How much? $77 million. Wow. That's a lot of money. And U.S. readies for a loaded France at the under-20 World Cup. Those are the major headlines on SoccerTalk.com. So, as far as I know, Seth, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about with regards to soccer. Now, if we're talking NBA, or we're talking baseball, or we're talking uh, hockey, uh, you got me. I mean, the Blues have changed their lineup for tonight, down 2-1, to over convincingly. Convincingly, the Bruins kicked their butt on Saturday night. I believe it came through tonight. I'm sure it came through tonight. But let's, let's check just in case. Sorry, game three is absolutely tonight at 8 o'clock with the Bruins being favored, and they should. They're up 2-1. to one. Um, St. Louis got throttled in the last game, and nothing worked. I mean, nothing worked for the Bruins on Saturday, being demolished 7-2. to two. I mean, even if you look inside the stats, which I love doing, inside the stats. So the box score, I mean, the box score really doesn't tell the whole story, the team stats. Face off one, Boston had 55%. They actually had less power plays, but they scored on all four. So they went four for four on the power play, 100%. They blocked 19 shots. The St. Louis only blocked seven. And they only gave the puck away four times. Generally, when you do that, you're going to win games. And they certainly played up to their potential against St. Louis. And as unfortunate as it may seem, 
St. Louis probably lost the series based on that one game. Because I can't see them coming back from the 7-2 drubbing. And it was a drubbing. I mean, I'd love to see it happen. But a 7-2 route, no even strength points through the first two games for the first line of Boston. Hello. Hey, so here you are. So we were just talking about the NHL playoffs for a little bit while you were gone. But I'd like to come back to what we discussed about five minutes ago, what I discussed with our, with our listeners five minutes ago. What the, I went through the first five or six headlines that are on prosoccertalk.com. I can't for the life of me imagine what you want to talk about today. Well, there is a Women's World Cup starting this week, and there was the Champions League final on Saturday. I kind of figured we'd talk more about the finals and then about the biggest boxing ex- boxing up to the last 20 years. Well, I wanted to talk. Did you even know that happened? Both of those. But I knew about, well, I heard that the boxing thing happened. I'm trying to wonder what happened 20 years ago. So what was, what was the uh, uh, upset 20 years ago? Are you talking about like five years ago? Closer to, thir- closer, to, closer to 30 years ago. 20 yeah, years ago was when and Tyson, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I got that. I got that reference. Okay. So, so let's talk about the greatest upset of uh, in boxing that two guys have never heard. <laughs> well, that kind of says it all. <laughs> I mean, what happened was this. Well, I mean, Anthony Joshua, for all intents and purposes, is the second biggest draw in sports. In excuse me, in boxing. Undefeated heavyweight champion, looks like a kind of a Greek god kind of guy, um, you know, and he's was supposed to fight this guy. Every can't hear, man can't hear you. Ah, hold on, call in. You can't hear me. Nope. Seth, are you there? So we can't hear anything from Seth. So I heard something about a Greek god. And I'm hoping that he dials back in because I'd like to know who this Greek god is. Because the last Greek god that I saw was was Chris Helmsworth on Thor in Endgame, which I saw for the second time the other night. and still very good. I would highly suggest going through that. So while Seth is trying to get back in, I'll give you something about the baseball that I was going to refer to before he did dial in, and that's regarding Ron Darling. It was so nice to hear today that Ron Darling will be returning to the booth at SNY. Uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where he took a leave of absence due to uh, some cancer, and it seems like while they did not use the word remission, which is what we all look to see when, when talking about cancer, we did say we did hear that he was able to come back to the booth and perform his regular duties. So, Ronnie, it's so nice to have you back on on SMY and soon to be TBS and the All Star Game and all that jazz. It's really nice to to have one of my heroes back in the game. So, Seth, I'm one of your heroes. Back. I'm back in the game. Am I one of your heroes? 
No, you are not one of my heroes. I was talking uh, about Bob Darling. That's okay. Shame. Okay. Okay. So, so who is this Greek god? No, oh, no, Greek god. He's Bill. I say he's Bill like a Greek god. He'd be quite obvious. Okay. Now, I was a bit of a fat ass. Well, now you're echoing, so nobody can hear anything you're saying. Any better? Try again. Okay. I think I'm doing better now. Are you at my? Can you hear me now? Yeah. So okay. Continue on. So the guy, they brought in this guy Andy Ruiz, who's a pretty good fighter, but he looks like he, he looks like he's been he's been eating for twelve, and he kind of looks like Foreman did when George Foreman came back in the late in the mid nineties. You know, big strong guy with big belly, and he beat the living bejesus out of Joshua. And knocked him down four times, and then the ref stopped it correctly in the in the seventh. And you know this was supposed to be a warm up fight. What's happened is, and this has been the issue with boxing over the last couple of years. We saw this with Pacquiao Mayweather. We've seen this before, where they have these two fighters that you know you're, they're trying to build up the build up the build up, you know, the hoopla about build up the enthusiasm for, and it goes on for too long. You know Mayweather Pacquiao in 2010 would have been a monster, monster sporting event. By 2014, when it happened, both of them were past their prime, especially Pacquiao. Same thing happened here. Deontay Wilder, 41-0, or 41-0-1, you know, has been talking, him and Anthony Josh have been talking back and forth for the last few years, trying to get this fight together. Didn't happen, didn't happen, and now Joshua gets knocked out, and you have this guy, this, you know, charismatic Mexican, first Mexican heavyweight champion, you know, but guy looks like he looks like the guy at the end of the bar who's had about twelve too many, and he's now the heavyweight champion of the world, hundreds probably fifty to hundreds of millions of dollars down the drain, um, in you know in potential fees regarding you know the Joshua Wilder fight, and you have another guy who's coming in who's it's just it's 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 not it's not a negative that he won it's a great story and he beat the crap out of him wasn't close, but you lost the big draw, which is the last thing that boxing needs to do. Okay, I'm hanging up again. I will be back in about three minutes, and then I'll be good for the rest of the show. Sorry, Sean. Be back in a minute. <laughs> Does anybody else find this funny? Anybody whatsoever? Call in at 760-283-0846. 760-283-0846. Continually hanging up, coming back, hanging up, coming back, hanging up, coming back. And maybe we have an appearance by Jake later on in the show. But anyway, point being, I don't know what's going on with boxing. I really couldn't care less. I mean, seriously, there is nothing. It, it, it sounds like Butterbean. And Butterbean was a joke. I mean, look, he could pack a wallop because he was so big. But that's the only thing I think about when Seth says, the guy at the end of the bar. I don't think of a guy that has legitimate skills at all. I think a guy that's huge, like a pack of wallop, and could probably knock me down. But as far as boxing skills is concerned, come on. And now where does boxing go? And the fact that I didn't even know who either one of these guys is, or was, or will be, just lends itself to the understanding that boxing is essentially dead. It's dead. It's a dead sport. If it ever was a sport... You could call it a fight. You could call it a game. 
I'm sure you can call it a sport, but if it ever was a sport, it certainly is not one now. I wouldn't even put it in the top ten of sports. I mean, let's go through. Baseball, basketball, hockey, right? Soccer, football, college football, college basketball, golf. You got anything else? That's eight. MMA, nine. Okay, I'll t- I'll take it in in at the end of the tent. Being a sport, if it is a sport, is its popularity is at the end of the tenth round of sports. If you'd like to call in again, seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six, seven six zero two eight three zero eight four six to give you a little idea of what's going on. I'm looking at the calendar for the next couple of weeks. The NBA draft, I believe, is on the 21st. Checking out right now. With the finals, it's the 20th, actually. So the week before that, we will have our NBA draft preview, which will be the 17th. Oh, I'll be on a flight to New York during the NBA draft. Oh, goody. Here we go again. Something else I'm going to miss because I'm going to be on flights to New York. But you know what? It's all worth it. And we were talking about the NHL playoffs before this, before Seth came back on. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more soccer once Seth does come on. Seth, are you back? Oh, I hear something in the background. Is that Seth? Hello? I think that was his BMW loading up. Okay, Seth's back. Okay, so I said that well, what, boxing what, is now. What, what can I say? This, this radio show paid very well. So, boxing is the 10th most popular sport if it is considered a sport in in the country. So, you have baseball, basketball, hockey, football, college football, college basketball. What else did I put in there? Tennis, golf. NASCAR? I didn't put NASCAR in there, but let's put NASCAR MMA. in there. So, that's nine and, and MMA. That's, so, now it's 11. I didn't have NASCAR in there. And I'm not sure NASCAR is any bigger than, than boxing. NASCAR, NASCAR, complete, NASCAR completely lost its popularity, as far as I can tell. So but so it's either 10 or 11. I mean, that's, okay. that's kind of bad. It's kind of bad. But, okay, so what happened in our eighth most popular sport called soccer? Well, you had the Champions League final which was pretty as boring a Champions League final as you can ever have. It was not a very exciting game. But also, you know, you talk about it because it exists and it happened, and it was the biggest single sporting event of, other than the boxing match of the week. Um, and that Women's World Cup starts this week, which I'll be honest, um, I'm not exactly setting my DVR to, but if I'm at my office and it's 11 o'clock in the morning, and I have the TV on while I'm working, I'll watch a little. Now, this is Women's World Cup, correct? Yeah, yes, this is Women's World Cup, not men's. Right. So the U.S. is the, favorite, so, is the favorite again. And they're playing where? I don't even know where it is. I, I don't. I, I, as I said, it's not – there's certain things I, – I don't follow it that hard. But – I, I don't know where this one is. All right, hold on a second. Should we just get off of soccer? 
No, no, no. I want to know where this is. U.S. Women's World Cup. Hmm. It's in France. June 7th. It's in France. Because France is a a co-favorite. And then they announced that the Qatar is the host of the FIFA Club World Cup in 2019. So explain to me what the hell a Club World Cup is, please. I don't have how many idea. world cup? How, how many world cups can we have? If it's if it's Apparently a club a world cup, it, it can't be a world cup because there are not all the clubs in the world cup. I mean that just stands the reason. But you know what? What the hell do I know? So did you watch any of the Toronto Golden State games, especially last night's game, yes, which is beautifully I played? I don't know if I would call the third quarter by Toronto beautifully played, but I did watch. I've watched most of the two games. Yes. Okay. Um, and your thoughts? Sir? I thought people were blowing. I thought I was a little confused why people were blowing. You know, were pretty much people were almost making it a foregone conclusion that Toronto was winning the series after Game One. I thought that was a little nuts. Now, to be fair. I'm not sure Golden State's not bringing back Rick Barry and Nate Thurman for the rest of the series. Because they don't have anyone left. I mean, who's healthy on this team? Except for Quinn Cook and Jordan Bell. Well, it certainly looked like DeMarcus Cousins was performance last night. It certainly looked like DeMarcus Cousins was healthy last night. He looked fantastic. He He looked like a max player last night. I mean... He's a free agent after this year, and he completely looked like a max player. I wouldn't give him max money given the fact that he has an injury history and is a malcontent and has never been happy no matter where he is. Right. Right. All those things and a whole lot more. But based on his skill level last night, I don't think there's a more – I mean – Look, we've talked about this before with regards to Mr. Cousins. At his peak, is there a more talented big man in the, in the NBA? NBA? He's the best center in the NBA. Yeah. And he played I, like I, it last I, night. Not, not from a scoring perspective, but he was sensational. Yeah. Well, he did everything that they needed last night, which was completely undemarcus Cousins' life. Right? I mean, they needed a rebound. He got a rebound. They needed an assist. He got an assist. They needed a bucket. He got a bucket, which is he wasn't a stat, that? He wasn't. He wasn't a stat filler. He was just right. But let's also be player. fair here. Look where he's played. He's played in Sacramento, where he had nobody else, so he had to be the stat filler. He played in New Orleans for half a year, where. He still had to be a stat filler to a degree, although less because of AD and uh, Drew Holiday. So here, you know, his his position was more okay. Let's recover and let me learn how to win, and let's see what playing with playing with teammates at my talent level feels like. So he's been able to do that, and it will lead to a very you know it will it will work fine, you know, come free agency. In six months, I mean, I don't think anyone assumes he's coming back, even regardless if Durant stays or not. So, you know, he's in a uh, 
it's, it's a no-lose situation for him right now. And I, was, I think most well, basketball fans, whether you root for Cousins or not, were genuinely happy for him. Well, yeah, because of all players, Cousins took less money to Golden Golden State. And not only did he take less money, but he got hurt. And then he fought to come back when he certainly did not have to do any of that. So he's playing right. in a finals for the first time in his career. He, I believe he's playing in the playoffs for the first time in his playing career. Playing in the playoffs for the first in, time in his career, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this is new to him. And the fact is, I'm of all the players that are going into free agency, he may be the most interesting one. Because let's yeah. assume, if you want, right, and we'll, we'll have some free agency talk at the end of June. I said in two weeks we'll have our NBA. We shouldn't even say our NBA draft selection. We should just say our NBA wrong draft selection. Because that's what we just do. We just pick them wrong. So we'll get the first four picks right, and then who knows? But the fact is, oh, well, maybe maybe not if it, you've heard maybe not if you've heard the rumors about the Knicks. Well, with the trade but of that's a discussion uh, for later. Three, three for trade eight for, eight for ten. 10. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure. This so the is fact a, is, yeah. If Demarcus Cousins go, if look, if he's looking for a max contract, good luck with that. I mean, at the end of the day, good luck, because I don't think he's going to get one. But if he's getting – if he's – right now he's earning, I believe it's the mid-level exception, which is six to eight, 6.5 or something on those lines. If he's willing to take 10 yeah. or 12, look, the Lakers can get a max contract guy and he's DeMarcus Cousins. with not 10 or 12. Well? He's not taking 10 or 12. He may not take a max, but he's not going to take a third of the max either. Well, let's 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 talk about this. Who's offering him more? Oh, I think there'll be a bunch of teams will. When you have a you have he is for all intents and purposes, if healthy, and I realize the if that goes with it, he is name a center you would rather have than him in the NBA. Yeah, there's only one, Anthony Davis. If he play, if he plays center, and if you if you consider Jokic. him a center, you may say MB. Okay, I, okay. No, I'll take I'll so take Jokic. He's I'll in take, the top three to five. I'll, yep. Five. So I realize now his game is better suited than well, better suited than some. He's not, you know, to play in the in a non-center based league. He can shoot the three. He can pass the ball. He can move when healthy. Yep. So for him to sign for, you know, a three-year, $36 million contract makes no sense. just doesn't. Because he's only got – if he does that, now the only positive to that would be – so he's got to be probably around 27. He's been playing in the league, I think, nine years. I could be wrong, but eight years, nine years, something like that. So – He's got one year left. He's, I mean, he's got one contract after this to make real money. Now, again, he's made lots of money, but he doesn't have the one monster, monster deal as compared to other great other players of his caliber. Do you think he's going to take a two, a three-year, thirty, maybe a one-year, twelve million to prove health, and then go back out on the street again? 
but he's not taking a multi-year deal at 10 to 12 million. There's no way. Someone will offer him will offer him a lot more than that. I don't know who. To be fair. Well, look, we, we, we talk about this at the end of June, and we'll make our predictions on where these players go. But I think he's going to the Lakers. I think he's, he's going for 12 to 15 million. I don't think they offer him any more. I don't think he gets any more. And I think he's, he's a Laker. I, I just don't think there is a market for a injured player like DeMarcus Cousins coming off a torn Achilles, coming off what he, uh, uh, an injury in this year's playoffs where he has not proven completely healthy and even more so where he is DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, look, I get, I get what you're saying, but he's not going back to Golden State. They don't have the room. And when you look at all the teams that might have room, I can eliminate four of them right off the bat that aren't taking them because you are not putting DeMarcus Cousins on a young team. It's not happening. No, he's not going to Atlanta. He's not going to Atlanta. He's not going to to the Nets. He's not going to the Nets. He's not going to the Bulls. He's not going to those teams that are – he's not going to those teams that are – have young players. Look, there's there's one other team here, an interesting team. It depends on how you Alex. how you view Porzingis. Yeah, it, it depends on the how Dallas. you view Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So could Porzingis that and DeMarcus lo- play that's together? That's logical to me. Because Cuban's the kind of that, owner who would take that chance. Absolutely. He's tried to take that chance with, with DeAndre Jordan. With, DeAndre he's tried Jordan. to match up guys like that. But the thing is, can Porzingis or DeMarcus Cousins match up against power forwards? And in today's NBA, remember, now you're playing two centers, right? Where right. that hasn't been done and, in, in a no very long time. That hasn't been done in a very long time. Two centers. And work. The Nuggets tried doing it a couple of years ago. It didn't work when Nurtrick and uh, Nurtrick had to be traded to Portland. So I could see him maybe going to the Clippers. I mean, that seems like a relative him with like Kawhi Leonard or something like that. Not a bad combination, but I don't think he gets anywhere close to the max. I think he has to settle for a two or three year, fifteen million dollar contract. Uh, prove me, Seth. I, I I implore you to prove me wrong, and we'll see. In the first, I, I think he's one of the last free agents to sign. I think he's Plan B for everybody. Maybe Mark Cuban is Plan A, but everybody else is Plan B. Well, apparently so, Plan A for for Dallas, maybe maybe Jimmy Butler, which I think is pretty interesting. Um. I've heard Butler going everywhere. I assume he ends up at the Lakers. I, I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea where any of these people are going. I don't. I mean, you look around. I don't think anyone thinks Durant is going to stay. I don't think anyone thinks Kyrie is going to stay. I'm not sure Philly's going to going to re-sign Harris and Butler to the max, which is what they're going to have to do. Although, 
I can't imagine giving Tobias Harris $180 million. I, I, I just, I, I just can't. Um, I am, I'm at a loss of where this, where this is going to go. I really am. Well, well, next week we'll have, uh, I'll have a list of all the teams that have potential cap room, and we'll talk about the NBA Finals might be over by then, and we'll put, we'll, we'll try and put people into their puzzle and where they might go because the week after is the NBA draft and we'll talk about that as well. Um, so we went through your boxing. We went through your soccer, which I'm not exactly sure was much soccer. <laughs> and now and now, much and now we have Yeah, now we have two games down in the NBA playoffs and you're absolutely right. Golden State doesn't have many people left. But they still to me, they're still the favorite somehow because last night I thought was the knockout blow. I thought if there was going to be a time that you could knock out Golden State, it was last night. It was, you're right, Clay Thompson was hurt late in the game. Stephen Curry wasn't playing well, and he, he supposedly he was sick. DeMarcus yeah. Cousins was, right, DeMarcus Cousins was DeMarcus Cousins. But, and you're you're playing Quentin Cook, major minutes, and even this guy is Quentin missing. Cook. It, I said Quentin Cook. It was Quinn, dude. Quinn, not Quentin. Oh, Quinn Cook. Quentin Cook. Oh, Quinn Cook. Is that? Yeah, even that guy wasn't missing. It was like he, it was like nobody on Golden no. State can miss from three. It doesn't matter who it is. And then Iguodala does what Iguodala does, which is come up at the at the yeah. most important moment of a finals. And score, and score a bucket that I legitimately turned. I said out loud, "That's the end of the game," and turned off the TV. Yep. I didn't even watch the last six seconds. I was like, "Done. Thank you very much. Have a good day." Oh, yeah, five points and, with six seconds to go. It didn't matter. But I'll tell you right now, the MVP of these playoffs is none of those guys. It's Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean. He's been the best player in the finals. And, and it's not for all the hand wringing. No. It's not close. It, he, it's he, not. Pretty much, he, he wants to prove his magic deal to Golden State right here. <laughs> that's, what he, that's, what, that's what we're looking at right now. Because he's been sensational. And, you know, Curry scored 30, but Curry was not great. Thompson's injured. Durant's out. Cousins, you know. Toronto can't have a guy play two good games in a row other than Van Vliet. And he was pretty terrible most of the season. Um, it's a really weird situation. Toronto, all these, you know, nobody really, it was, they were two fun games. And two pretty good games. But they're not very, they're not overly well played. Although I will say the passing by Golden State in the second half was stunning. Andrew oh, yeah. Bogut with his with the three alley oops. I think they assisted on. I'm not kidding. I think they assisted on every field goal in the second half. I think it was 22 for 22. Well, Seth, do you remember the Which drill? Is, do you remember the drill that you used to play? That when you went to practice, look, you and I both played on basketball teams, and I call it the Hoosier drill. Right? You must pass it four times before anybody can shoot. 
Like, you must pass it five, four times, yeah. right? Five? Okay. I think I Golden five, State yeah. subscribe. I think Golden State just lives by that rule. Like, you don't see any, I'm just going to, unless it's Stephen Curry just coming up and shooting a three. But I would say last night, that's all they did. They just passed it around the outside, right? Not once did they go inside for, like, five or six passes. And then all of a sudden, there was Andrew Bogut. And remember where Andrew Bogut was six months ago? He was playing in Australia. He was playing in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And it was absolutely insane. And it was beautiful to watch. Absolutely gorgeous basketball to watch. And it reminded me very much of the Hoosiers. And But the thing is, can this team, the way it's constructed right now, with the second – now it's all about depth, right? You don't have the Quinn Cooks coming off the bench because Quinn Cooks likely going to have to start in the next game. You, if if Clay Thompson doesn't play 30 minutes, well, somebody's going to have to step up for him, right? So now it's now it's a battle of attrition. And do you believe that Golden State can win that battle of attrition? Why not? I mean, Toronto is. The problem with Toronto is, as we said, I find it hard. It's why I, like, I didn't think they were going to beat Milwaukee, although, you know, if you remember, I kind of hedged back and forth. There's no consistency other than Leonard. None. Last, you know, game one, uh, Seacom and, and Gasol had 51 points. Last night they had 18. Lowry was great in the last playoff series. Not done much in the, in, in the first two games. Um, I, I, I can't read this Toronto team. I just can't. And I'm very hesitant to take a team to be a team that realistically should have won four titles in a row. If I can't get I can't get any read on who's going to play well from game to game. I just can't. So I still like Golden State until until I don't. For lack of a better for lack of a better way to explain it, until Toronto really gives me a reason, and winning a game at home is not a reason. How about winning a game on the road? That would be more of a reason. But they have to win games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. Well, first of all, if they don't win a game on the road, they're losing the series. So. There's that. Correct. But um, game three, if you don't win game three, most likely if you're if Thompson's in play, and I assume Thompson is going to, but right now you have Durant, Thompson, and Iguodala are all less than 100% for game three. If you're ever going to have – when are you going to have a better chance to win when three-fifths of your starting – of your best five are not playing. By game four, I'm assuming there at least two of the three are going to be healed. I have no idea what to read on Durant. So, you got to, if you don't win game three, the series is over. 
I don't really have much of an argument for you, though. I think you're you're probably correct. Um, I think Durant does come back in Game Three, and I think it's it's interesting that he does come back in Game Three. Look, nobody knows the health of Kevin Durant, right? I mean, talk about the magical man of mystery Baby Chris, or international Baby international Chris man Rizardo. of mystery. Yeah, the international man of mystery is Kevin Durant these days, but. Iguodala's, Iguodala's 36 years. Oh, by the way, did you, did you hear what he said when, um, when somebody told him he probably still wasn't going to make the Hall of Fame? No, what he said. All right, so I can't repeat it word for word, given the fact that there are more expletives in it than I think that there are normal words. He said was, according to NBC... Pro Basketball Talk. In Portland, before Game 4 of the Western Finals, Iguodala was asked about the speculation he would indeed make the Hall of Fame. Quote, I don't care, he said. Really? Some players get emotional during those ceremonial speeches. None of it matters. Does anyone remember any of those speeches other than Jordan's? Then Iguodala broke it down. Quote, see, here's how it works. One day you're replaced. Then it's some other mother use whatever word you want in there. Then it's another mother in whatever word you want to use there. And after that, nobody remembers any of it. None of it matters. I love that. Well, just get get the work done, right? Yeah. Just get the job done. But. And he does. I would assume it would be validation if he makes it. I mean, he may not be he may not be Harry Carson begging to get in, but there certainly comes a validation I would think from your peers. I guess it's voted on by the press who aren't really your peers. But I would think you would have that there would be it would there would be it would be a little bit more meaningful than that. Because I mean Well let me ask you, is he any different than Ron Harper? Yeah, he is. The really? Difference. How so? Although that's a fasc- that is a fascinating comparison. I, I'll say thank you. I'll be honest. I, <laughs> yeah, that that one's impressive because Harper was a better scorer early on his career. Yep. And and transitioned to game. with that. Iguodala's a better defender. Iguodala is probably a better better all-around player. Yep. How did you come up with Ron Harper? Well, there were two guys I was coming up with. There were two guys I was coming up with. Ron Harper and and Robert Ori. Yep, those two guys. Yeah, Ori. And I I think Ori gets it more for the playoffs, and Ron Harper gets it more for the regular season. But I think those two guys are the comparables. You know how I love comparables. You know how I love doing I this. do. So, so of those two but, teams, and those two teams I think are the last two di- – well, for Ori, right, Ori was on, what, two different dynasties, right? He was on, if you yeah. want to consider the Houston team's dynasties, I'm not really sure back-to-back makes you a dynasty, but – it's back to back. 
I wasn't and even thinking. Was no... I wasn't even thinking. Oh, you were thinking, thinking of the Lakers and the Spurs. Oh no, I was going to the Rockets <laughs> because he was on those teams too. Okay. Yeah, but he was so, a rookie. I mean, he he became big shot Rob while he was there, but he was on three the three best teams of their respective small years, I guess. Yep. Okay, that's fair. So, so you got big shot Rob, you got Ron Harper. I mean, if you look throughout time, Dennis Johnson would be a guy like that. Bobby Jones would be a guy like that. Yeah, but and DJ, here, and here's hold on. the question though. And, and actually, Dennis Johnson is a perfect comparison to Andre Iguodala. Perfect. A high-volume scorer he before he came to the Celtics. High-volume scorer, then became, then became a defensive player and made a couple of all-defensive teams, which is what Iguodala has done, and rode... I won't say he rode the coattails, but he did of many Celtics teams the same way that Iguodala has rode the coattails of many Golden State teams. I don't know, but see, I guess the comparison is a little rough for me. Iguodala played on an Olympic team, I believe. Yep, he was he not, you know, he was, you know, he, but he didn't play. He wasn't the scorer that, that Harper was. He wasn't the defensive player. I don't think that Dennis Johnson was, but I think he was a better all-around player than all these guys. He was, so I'm not. I, I get the reference. Do you? Let me ask. Do you? But I don't know if I. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No, absolutely not. Nope, not even close. I'm looking at Andre Iguodala, all-defensive team. He was named to the 2014 all-defensive first team. First team, all-defense. So, Iguodala, I'm reading off of, where is this now? NJ.com, your, your hometown paper. He's one of the few players in the league history to be a key member of three NBA championship teams, an all-star, an NBA final MVP, and a gold medal winning Olympian. He's only made one all-star team, has never been selected in all wow. NBA. But that, has not, but that still does not eliminate him from the Hall of Fame consideration. Actually, there is precedent. It the does. precedent, they say, is Casey Jones. Casey Jones was a career role player for the Boston Celtics but he was named an all-star and only averaged 7.4 points per game. Now, I got a problem putting any any Celtic from the 60s on this thing because, A, there yeah. were only eight teams, and, B, it's like the cronies of the NHL and the Major League Baseball in that every Celtic, because they won nine championships was go- or eight championships, was going to be in the Hall of Fame. So I don't think Casey Jones is much of the comparison, but statistically, Casey Jones get in as a coach or as, as a player, as a player and the coach. Both. Remember, so, he coached that okay. team to a couple to two to two championships. Yep. Additionally, from NJ.com, statistically, 
Iguodala is 11 regular season three-pointers away from being just one of five players to accumulate 12,000 points, 5,000 rebounds, 4,500 assists, 1,500 steals, 500 blocks, and 1,000 three-pointers. The others are Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant, Paul Pierce, and LeBron James. That's an interesting uh, group to be in. And I don't yeah. think you're just cherry pick I don't think you're just cherry picking stats there. I think those are legitimate stats. So do you believe he's a Hall of Famer? No. He's Hall of Very, very he's you, a Hall of Very Good. Yeah. I do too. Well, let me ask you this. Is Vince Carter a Hall of Famer? Probably. Remember, it's never a question who would you prefer to have on your team. I mean, that's not the threshold for being a Hall of Famer. Oh, I know. It's who's the – because otherwise guys like Dominique – Guys like Dominique Wilkins wouldn't make. Right. But yeah, Vince Carter. Yeah, I, I mean, look, we we talk we talk about how watered down the NBA Hall of Fame is, or it's not the NBA, how the Basketball Hall of Fame, how watered down it is. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Well, look, we, they just put in Maurice Cheeks, so I I have a hard time when yeah. you. Have Maurice Cheeks in there because Maurice Cheeks to me was never one of the top 10 players in the league at any point. And with that, no. I, th- I think that, Seth, maybe that's the threshold. Were you one of the top 10? Were you even arguably one of the top 10 players while you were a player? Then you can go into like, the Terrell the- Davis that, that you. Then you can go into the Terrell Davis of, wait, he was only there for three years. But at least that starts the discussion. Maybe that has to be the threshold. How about top – how about – I don't know if you could – how about top ten players in the league is pretty difficult to hit. So, I mean, you know, maybe top five in your position? Okay. I mean, I could go with that. I could go with that unless, unless you're a catcher in, in Major League Baseball, in which the top five catchers in the position right now in Major League Baseball, only one would ever have a glimpse of the Hall of Fame, and that would be Buster Posey. Other than that, you got nobody. But So we have uh, five more minutes left. Do you have anything to say? I did talk about Ron Darling. Uh, returning to SNY tonight, which I am extraordinarily happy to hear. Um, I know that there was a lot going on this week, so do you have anything to add? Did you think about NHL or no? I did. I, I said that the uh, while you were gone, I did say that the, I thought that the Blues, uh, basically their backs were broken. They're done. That was kind of my feeling on it as well. Um, I'll be honest; I don't, I, I don't have too much. I don't have too much. Oh, I mean, yeah, I strength this week. The one 
The French you know, is it's going funny. on. When we get to the last, when we get to the last five minutes, we could barely hear Seth again. So try again, one more time. No, I mean, uh, I, I, dude, <laughs> it's funny. You fade in and out all the time, like just when you're about to talk. Nope, absolutely nothing. I'm hearing faint Seth voices. Okay, then I guess then there's much more that they, they, they can't really right talk. There. Stay right there. Really? Wherever you are, just stay. Okay. Yes, yeah, stay. Finish up. All right. You got three minutes. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to take that long. I was amazed. I'm watching the French Open, and it's been it's gone relatively clear to thor- clear to form, other than uh, Serena Williams getting beat. Getting knocked out early. But what's been amazing me is the attendance at the games has been unlike anything I've ever seen before. You're talking, you're looking at one of the three biggest tournaments in the world, a tournament I would kill to attend, and the main courts at LA are filled to about 20% capacity. I've never seen anything like it, and I hope. Yeah. And it, it, it's held true even more as, as the matches have gotten closer to the finals because now we're in the quarters for the men and for the women. And they're still, like, filled at 30%. I don't understand what's going on, but, you know, it's embarrassing for, 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 it's embarrassing for a tournament of this caliber to have to it. So pretty much that. Ladies and just Matt Ganey, shut up. Just stop talking. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to set up a GoFundMe page for Seth to go to the French Open, I'll be happy to, to administer <laughs> it and then t- and then and then take a 10% cut. So uh, we'll advertise that next week with regards to where that is. Again, tonight is the Major League Baseball draft. We did talk about it earlier while Seth wasn't here. Congratulations to those guys that are being drafted. Look, we don't follow it as much because, like I said, it's high school and college, and college and high school baseball are not really all that prevalent. But this is the night of their, that, they've been pl- that they've been playing their whole, their whole lives for. So congratulations to them, and we look forward to seeing you on the diamond real shortly in the major leagues. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, BackSportsStage.com, Blog Talk Radio, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Have a good one. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.